Your attention, please. please. Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue streams and unfair, unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include better wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates. Manny Coates. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates, and I will be your host. And this is the show where we discuss all things Amazon private label and how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show. Get it? AM, PM podcast. As a matter of fact, I just got back from a short jog in sunny Southern California. And while I was out there trying to get my heart rate up, trying to get that heart into tip top shape, I was making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hey, everybody. I am here with Angie Chacon from Clearwater, Florida. Angie has been selling on Amazon for about three years, and she went from zero zilch to $500,000 per month. You also did this starting as a single mom. And yeah, we met in Boost, at Boost, I should say, in New York. I had some pizza late night, like two in the morning. I think we were all running around trying to find a pizza joint. How are you doing? I am great. I'm really good. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. I have questions. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> so zero to 500,000 per month. So you're on pace to do what? $6 million for the year. Is that right? Yeah. That's crazy. That's, a, that's <laughs> an awesome amount. How much money did you start with, by the way? Oh, wow. Well, that's an interesting question because I pretty much started with nothing. Um, Hence the zero. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Tell us about that. Uh, well, you could say I was sort of starting over in my life. Um, I had... You know, I was living paycheck to paycheck. I, I was, I kind of just come out of a job that I had been doing for many years and I went to go do something else that didn't work out. I had just gone through a divorce after 26 years of marriage and I was like kind of starting my life over. And I, I was doing some sales. I was actually traveling around and I was selling in home shows and I was selling some various products and I was making just barely enough. And then I, came across the whole Amazon game and selling on Amazon. And I was excited about that opportunity. It was sort of along the lines of what I would like to do in terms of making your own schedule and having some flexibility, being your own boss. Like I liked all the aspects of it, but I really didn't have any e-commerce experience. So it was, you know, a little nervous and, you know, am I going to do well? And, um, anyway, so I started, but I didn't have any money. Um, I wanted to buy a course. I didn't have the money to buy the course. So I found friends that were doing it and I tried to hook up with them and see if I could help them. And that didn't actually work out. And I got my first product only because in my previous, um, business experience, I had some friends that had some manufacturing companies and I was able to get some product actually on consignment from them and put my label on it and be able to send it to Amazon. And so, and I would send 24 or 50 at a time. It wasn't anything huge. I started off just really small hmm. and with nothing basically. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's funny cause it's come full circle because now you do that, right? You actually have a factory. You can actually provide products for people. 
Yes. So it's very interesting. That was one of the, the super interesting things that I found out about you when we met was that you weren't only selling on Amazon, but you were manufacturing. And, and we were even talking about some things because you're in the, the supplement and beauty and makeup. And I mean, those are the things that you produce, right? Yeah. Skincare, beauty products, things like that. Awesome. How much, what, what percentage of your business at this point comes from the manufacturing side versus you actually selling on Amazon? Well, you know, it's been growing really fast and I've only had my manufacturing facility open for about a little over a year now. Mm -hmm. So, and it's, it's growing fast. So at the moment, I mean, it's still a small percentage. I don't know, maybe 10%. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So 500K per month, let's just assume most of it is from selling on Amazon. How many SKUs do you have? I have about 40 now. 40. Okay. Wow. That's, and would that be individual products for the most part, or are they like child parent variations? Most of it's individual products. Okay. All right. And you said you started with zero or just about zero. Are you only selling in the U.S. right now? No, I'm in the U.S. I'm in Canada. I'm in all of Europe, Spain, France. Italy, oh, nice. Okay. Germany. Did you do that all yourself or did you, ha how did you get into all of those? Yeah. I mean, I w it's funny because I was ready to start going into Europe and I was approaching that subject and I was getting all the information on how to do that. And funny enough, Amazon called me and said, Hey, we want to help you get into Europe. Okay. I was like, great. Cause perfect timing. I'm looking to get into Europe right now. So they helped me convert my listings over and set up things a little bit. So I got some help. Cool. I right, say, so are you in Germany? Yep. UK? Yep. Japan? No. Okay. Which one's better Germany or UK for you? Oh, you know, they take turns. Oh, yeah? Like, UK will be great, and then Germany will be great, and then the UK, and then... They flip-flop. And Italy, it, Italy. All of a sudden. Really? Yeah, Italy. all of a sudden okay. Italy, like... Hmm. And now Spain is kind of creeping up, so... <laughs> France, well, I don't know. It's not very French or something. I can't seem to break it. France, that's funny. France. Are you 100% uh, Amazon right now? Yeah, besides my manufacturing. Yeah, I mean, you know, I do some stuff on eBay. Mm-hmm. I've heard friends that have gone to walmart.com and jet and all that. And I just, I mean, of course I have my own website and I do drive traffic off okay. Amazon. Do you, do you manufacture all your new products now? Or do you still go out and, and source things from other factories? Right now it's all my own manufacturer. Okay. All right, cool. So got a manufacturing business, you got an FBA business, you've got not one child. You have, you have what, four, four kids? I have four kids and I have a grandson. And a grandson. So how many hours per day do you put into your business? How many hours can you put into your business? You know, that's a good question because I would say I really only put in about a, like three hours a day. That's it. Only, yeah, I'm, I'm so busy with other things and uh -huh. my manufacturing facility running that. I mean, I have staff and so that keeps me busy a lot. Um, I also tend to travel a lot these days. Um, I know I've run into you a couple times already <laughs> at, at events. Yeah. So I actually am about to go to China again at the end of October for product sourcing. I'm going with the whole group of like 50 people. But yeah. most of the time when I go to these events, I'm speaking or I'm going with people that that um, are basically under me as like I'm their mentor. So I'm helping them. And that's something I kind of have a passion is helping others with their Amazon businesses or, or being entrepreneurs in general. And do you have, do you have VAs and people that help you 
to bring this thing down to three or four hours a day? Yeah. Yeah. I have, um, about three staff. I have three staff in my office here. I decided not to go like out of the country in terms of hiring VAs. Um, I just liked, I had the office anyway, cause I had the manufacturing facility. So having people come to my office and sit next to me and I can work with them. I just, I liked that idea better. Nice. Your first product, failure or success? Failure. <laughs> Tell us about it. Why was it a failure? And it's some, you don't have to go into too much detail, but. Yeah, sure. In a minute or well, less, what, what, what was the issue? Um, it was a little bit of just kind of being a bit like I know best. Mm -hmm. um, this is a product I really like. And so, of course, it's going to sell great on Amazon. And as far as what all the training would tell me on how to pick a hot product, I wouldn't say I followed it. So it was something I liked and I thought would be great. And I put it up on Amazon and then I'm only doing a sale a week or something like that. Mm. Like, why is this not selling? And friends of mine would be like, well, you know, go back and relook at how do you pick a hot product? You know, did you pick something that people are searching for? Was it something that has a lot of search volume on Amazon? And I was like, no, it's not. So I struggled with that for about two months and then I learned my lesson and found that I had a couple other products available to me that I could get on consignment that I could launch that I thought would fit that much better. And it, it did. Those took off and I just rocket ride since crushed it. Awesome. Crushed it. <laughs> All right. So that was kind of like a letdown with the first product. Do you have yeah. any, uh, any Amazon horror stories? Oh yeah. Um, well, I wasn't my own supplier at first. And probably that's what initiated me to start my own manufacturing company is that I was cranking and it was about a year into it and it was right after Christmas and it was January, February and I was actually doing better in January, February than I did at Christmas time. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. And then all of a sudden my supplier informed me that they weren't going to be able to supply me on like my five top selling products mm -hmm. for like three months. Mm. They were going to be out of some raw ingredients and I like what the hell I mean that I was going to be out and I did and I ran out of products and never was really able to recover them to the same momentum that they had and so it really hurt having that happen so that was one thing so I would I would look for like have backup supply now yeah. but that's what got me thinking well I want to be in control of my manufacturing because I know how to do it I already had that experience from from in the past. So I just started my own manufacturing kind of a few months after that. I was like, forget. How does someone start their own manufacturing? Do you go out and actually buy a bunch of equipment and put it in a in a facility or are you renting equipment from somebody kind of like I mean how I, I have no clue how this works. Super curious yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, of course. I had to get a facility and I had to go through all the regulations and requirements. I mean, that took me a few months and um, getting my facility up to standards, getting the systems and procedures in place, getting the specific equipment that was required for that. And I bought a lot of stuff. I didn't go out and get really expensive, fully automated machines at first. So it was a lot of more manual, semi-automatic smaller machines and I've upgraded several times since then to larger machines and more equipment. And mm -hmm. It's an investment. I wouldn't say it's something I should say everybody should go out and 
you know, start their own manufacturing. But um, it's fun. I like it. Yeah. And it gives me that control that I like. Very cool. You're diversified. You've got a lot of products, over 40 SKUs, it sounds like. You've got your manufacturing business. You talk to a million people all the time. I see how busy you are at, at events when we go. Since you've talked to so many people and you know what everybody's doing, is there anything that you do in this business that is pretty different than what most other sellers do? I mean, it seems like it's pretty standard. It's like the standard things of how you pick a product and how you launch it and how you keep it going. And it seems like there's, it's pretty much a system and it's pretty much if everybody just does the system, it works. I see a lot of people have different levels where they kind of fall down and one is picking a product. I have a lot of people that I see get kind of stuck on picking a product or they spend so much time because they're trying to find the right one and will this sell and is it hot enough and is it too competitive and they go through all that, which I just say, you know, part of my success was jumping fast and I picked the wrong product fast and then, it, you know, I would say two months was way too long. I knew probably in the first month that that product was not going to work mm-hmm. and I, you know, I would do it again, I would jump faster, right? Um, yeah. I would have picked another product faster. Has advertising played a role in your growth for your business? Yeah, for sure. Um, I totally use, utilize Amazon's marketing services. Uh, that's number one. And I, I find that really working that is um, key. Like really new keywords, new keyword phrases, getting rid of things that don't work. Um, optimizing, making sure, you know, everything is great and I'm not spending money on stuff that isn't converting. So I definitely use that. I mean, I also use Facebook advertising, uh, especially during product launches or just to drive extra traffic here and there to boost a product. What do you do for a product launch on Facebook? Well, I do several things. I mean, typically when I first launch my product, um, I try to line up a bunch of reviews. Like I, I try to get as many initial sales as possible. So if I can get friends, family, um, previous people that have purchased my products to go in and buy one right away, giving them a really great discount or something so that I can follow up with them afterwards when they've tried it mm-hmm. and uh, say, Hey, you know, can you give me a review now? So I can, that's important. And then, you know, of course I advertise to my existing list. I give them great deals. So I, 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 get as much traffic going as fast as possible in the first like two weeks is the crucial time period. And I'll do Facebook ads. A lot of times I'll put a product up at maybe half of the cost of what I'm normally going to sell it for. So I get tons of organic sales just because it's so inexpensive. Okay. So it really undercuts every other product out there of that type. And I'll get tons of organic sales that way right away also. Okay. You mentioned that you market to your current list. How are you building this list? What is your current list? Um, I do different things. So, I mean, Amazon's not going to give me their email addresses. So I do use an email append service. I mean, I use managed by stats and I use their email append service, which has been awesome. And so it usually brings back, I don't know, like, 70% or something like that of email addresses that it finds for for my contacts. So I'll email them um, getting that. I also put little inserts in with all my products and 
hey, you know, email me for 20% off your next product or something. So I get several people that will email in because of that and I can add them to my list. Okay, very cool. What would you say has been your biggest challenge so far? I think growth. I think actually I grew pretty fast and it was easy when it was just me and, and things were at a level where I could just handle everything. And I think when it got to the point where I needed to start turning things over and things were dropping out now that I used to do and I was trying to get everything covered and covered by good people. Um, I don't know, for some reason that has probably been the hardest thing for me. Just, I don't know why, but uh, you know, all of a sudden I had 40 products and I don't know, a hundred different campaigns to manage and now I'm in Europe and that's another, you know, take those 40 products times, you know, five more countries times however many campaigns I have in those countries. It, it became kind of ginormous pretty yeah. fast in trying to handle everything. And, um, you know, I'd say some of the profits got diluted. Like when I went to Europe, I don't make as much profit in Europe, but there's still just as much work that you have to do managing the products and the campaigns. So it kind of diluted things a little bit um but then they get great opportunities like last year during black friday i think italy did thirty thousand in sales that one day which was great i was italy. Un- yeah wow thirty thousand in one day <laughs> yeah so it was like an unexpected bonus and of course in the u.s you know i get a hundred thousand in a day but it was yeah. like compared to little old italy it was great that was not expected so that's very cool so you have assistants that help you are they outsourced are they vas are they here in the u.s or what do you do yeah they're here in the u.s they work out of my office oh they do okay so these people are now helping you set up accounts and and they're they're the ones that are going out and setting all these new countries up i imagine yeah so you're free to do what you want okay cool i asked you what your biggest challenge would be or was, what has been your biggest win? My biggest win? Uh, These are questions I never want people to ask me because they're always yeah. I'm like, what are my wins, my best wins? Well, I mean, for me, it was pretty awesome. Just, I was, I mean, I've really been on a roll of like launching new products and um, I slowed down on launching products this year, honestly, because I got a bit distracted with my manufacturing facility, which started taking off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel it, like I definitely felt it when I wasn't ongoing. And I feel like when that was occurring, when I had a regular basis, I was like, okay, this, you know, this month we're launching a few new products, next month a few new products, next month a few new products. Like when that was occurring, it was just like awesome because things just kept going up and up and up and up. And honestly, I was making more profit from my business, putting it in my pocket than I've ever made on any business venture ever in the past. And it was the easiest business venture I had ever done. So that was like my biggest win was just the ease of being able to get products, put them out there and the return that I would get Mm. and being able to have the time I've been, you know, I've had time to travel around. I've traveled more in the last year than I have my whole life. That's awesome. Okay. So you have this new money coming in. Things are looking great. People that get into this business, especially if they're on a tight budget, they don't always realize how long it takes before they should start pulling money out of the business versus reinvesting it all. What are your thoughts on this and how long before you are able to actually take money from your business? Okay, so 
I find a lot of people actually have a confusion on this, or they they get, I don't know, they have a problem with seeing how much profit they're actually made, making versus their cash flow. And it's really was important for me when I started. I took every single thing that I was making, every every dollar I was making from my business for the first six or eight months, and I rolled that right back into my business because the way I look at it is that I might have started with 100 units, but hopefully by you know month two, I'm selling 200 units or 300 units. So not only do I need to replenish the 100 units I just sold, I need to reinvest in them 200 more units or whatever. So, um, and then of course, after one product has started gaining momentum, I now want a second product and then I want a third. So I, I didn't want to start taking anything out until it was like, obviously there was enough there for me to reinvest and expand it the growth I wanted to. And I could also take some money out. So I did that for about six to eight months before I took a penny out of the company for, for myself, which for me meant I was working full time, another job while I was building my Amazon for, yeah, six to eight months. Okay, that's a that's a really good point you make because I didn't mention this in the beginning. Yeah, when you started, you were working full-time at another job and trying to see if this worked for you. So the products that you sell when you're in the beauty market or the beauty niche, what kind of profit margins do you look for? So, I mean, I'm talking bottom, bottom line profit after everything's all said and done. I want to make at least 20%. 2030 if I can. You know, I want to have five times markup on my product when I'm selling it or more. Mm-hmm. That okay. to me seems to be the right equation. Right. So buy something $4, sell it for 20 at least. Exactly. Got it. Okay, cool. And what would be, I, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but what would be the key factors that contributed to your fast growth? Yeah. So I think it was just moving fast. I think it was I mean, when I was searching for my initial product, I was already looking for my second, my third, my fourth, my fifth. And I was already starting to kind of line those up and think with packaging and labeling and whatever I needed to think with. So, so yeah, I mean, so I launched my first product and that was a couple months, but then the next month I launched a product. The month after that, I launched a product. The month after that, I launched a product. Yeah. And I would say having that as like a priority in terms of you can't just not launch like you need to have some pattern or some like every quarter we're launching four or five products or every month we're launching a product or every whatever i think there needs to be some systematic routine in making sure you always have fresh and new because i've just found some products go stale after a while or that you get extra competition and it just doesn't do as well as it was doing and it just seems important to keep fresh new products going on. Is there a product when you're doing this research, is there something that will automatically disqualify that product from something you'll choose if you see it? I mean, for sure, if the margins aren't there, if I can't get it for a good price and have that markup, Mm -hmm. that is a for sure. What if the reviews, what if it's got a ton of reviews? Does that matter to you? No, not necessarily. I mean, if there's, if there's a lot of reviews and a lot of different people selling that product that all have a lot of reviews and they're all like on the first page. Yeah, I probably would think that's maybe too competitive. Um, Though I've gotten into really competitive products and done okay. I don't expect to do stellar, Mm -hmm. but I make a profit and it's a decent profit and it's been okay. I think for me, if it's something that's gonna complement my other products that people that are coming in to buy my other products might also be interested in, Mm -hmm. 
I'm more okay of letting that slide if it's competitive. Okay, cool. All right. So just one last question here for you. Yes. If you could go back in time, okay, and you could talk to yourself when you first started, what would be the advice that you give to Angie? Chikon, 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 chikon. What, what would it be? You got yourself, you're having a drink with yourself. Listen Angie, up, Angie. Don't launch that first product. No. <laughs> you don't want start. that failure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would be like, yeah, make sure you really know what you're doing and don't think you know the best. I mean, there's a lot of knowledge out there and there's a lot of good information. And I, I thought I knew what I was doing mm-hmm. and um, I didn't. And I would say, you know, I launched several products right away and that was awesome and that was really key to my success. And at some point I dropped that out. Okay. And I would go back and say, don't drop that out and make sure you have a secondary source for your products just in case. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, if people want to reach out to you, if they're interested in talking about manufacturing or just want to pick your brain on anything, what's the best way of doing that? Yeah, sure. Um, probably email me. Uh, Are you sure you want to give your email? It's going to go out the thousands. Uh, or they can, that's the best way for people to contact me. How about this? I'll tag you in our Facebook group in the FBA high rollers. They can ask questions there. They can PM you and that way it's a little bit more controlled, but yeah, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. I look forward to hanging out with you again. We'll get some pizza at three in the morning. (laughs) We'll have to do it, but thanks for coming on the show and we'll talk soon. You've been listening to the AM PM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider Insider tools, tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.